If I gave a fuck what y'all think, y'all think I would be doing this? Welcome to the FMFU podcast. The podcast is from me for us. Vulgar but true, real and never fake. I'm your host Ayo Reese and I've got a lot of shit on my mind today so let's get into it. Happy Friday people and welcome to an all new exciting episode of the From Me For Us podcast. Happy BMF season 3 premiere day. With Black History Month closed out, can I start off this pod by saying that I'm black and I'm proud? It's not a real question but more so a rhetorical one. I'm sure there might be a few of you that might joke like, nigga, you light skin or some nonsense. But before the jokes go off, I will say I did actually used to deal with stuff like that growing up. No, I was never bullied or picked on. But do you know how many times growing up I used to get asked like, what are you? What are you? What the fuck do you mean? What am I? I'm a human, bitch. It never bothered me as most things don't, but I still always found it quite hilarious. My rebuttals would always be like, well, you know, well, light and light equals more light because both of my parents were light and that's what you get with me. It didn't matter to the police, though. The motherfuckers that used to pull me over back in the day, they didn't give a fuck because I definitely got treated like a nigga then. Still nigga. Either way, I say all this to say, you know, I'm black, I'm proud, and I'm always appreciative that with all we've had to deal with historically, the bottom line is that they hate us because they ain't us and they just want to be us. In the words of the late great Paul Mooney, everybody want to be a nigga? But don't nobody want to be a nigga. But being a nigga, I feel like sometimes there are certain unwritten nigga rules or unwritten nigga things that we have to be considerate of when we are around non-niggas. Whether you want to call it code switching or just being in the mindset that non-niggas just won't understand certain shit because they're non-niggas. Even at times while being yourself, it still feels like you have to make sure you're not being perceived as an assumed typical nigga to non-niggas or precise typical nigga to nigga niggas. It's like you don't want your behavior to let down the niggas that are around you or let down the niggas that aren't physically in your presence, but with you in nigga spirit. In every nigga's life, there's going to be one situation, big or small, that puts you to the nigga test, and it's going to make you think about your nigga decisions. I actually had one of these recently. Since we're still in catch-up mode, let me get you caught up to speed on some things in life and tell you a story. Nigga. Here we go! As the pandemic reared its ugly head in 2020, everyone was looking for fulfillment. I mean, people were just doing all kinds of shit. You know, we, of course, had the versus battles that turned into big business profits and things like that. But outside of even the celebrities that were stuck in their homes, like everybody, quote unquote, regular, were doing a lot of things as well. Whether it was using the PPP money to start a business, scamming to get the PPP money and blowing it on the BBL, learning new skills or, you know, just not doing anything at all, because honestly, Mentally, that's okay. 2020 was a lot. For me, going into 2021 was probably more so when I was trying to take the shackles off and be on the hunt for a transition because honestly, I was ready for something new and I was really just ready to get the fuck out of Massachusetts. But long story short, I now work in tech as a scrum master for one of the biggest companies in Atlanta. 
But now that we're four years removed from 2020 and remote life used to be a big thing, 100% remote, you know, it was easy to just kind of roll out of bed, get in meetings and things like that. That 100% remote life is starting to become a thing of the past and companies are starting to do this hybrid work life thing. And some people even making people go all the way in office five days a week. I've been seeing big companies like Google, IBM, etc., like forcing people in five days a week. And that shit just fucking sucks, especially if you moved out of like a high cost of living area to pay less taxes and less money, but still keep the high paying tech job. It's shitty because then you're going to hurry up and get your ass back or they're going to let you go from your job. But me right now, how I currently work, um, I work hybrid. Um, originally, I was told I would have to go in three days a week. I told myself I was going to try to get it down to two. Um, and it seemed like on the first day, having a conversation with my then supervisor, he pretty much said, yeah, you know, pick two days and then let's just work with that. But, you know, even though I'm hybrid and it's only two days a week, you know, I still dread going in for those two days, even if I'm not even in there the whole day. It's the FMFU podcast, bitch. Part of it is because it's like I said, you know, being at the crib, it's just easy to roll out of bed and hop in meetings. You don't have to deal with traffic. You don't have to worry about the commute. People who do get gas, burning gas, potentially getting in an accident, packing lunch because you're already at the crib and you can just make your lunch while you're there, et cetera, et cetera. All the good meetings to be remote. So even outside of that, I think the other part of the reason of why I hate going in as a hybrid employee is because when I'm in the office, I know I'm probably going to have to go through my daily nigga test and make sure I can pass with my nigga decisions around some non niggas. And boy, oh boy, let me tell you, I was tested like a motherfucker the other day. So, you know, with most companies, when you have like a big meeting, there's usually someone who like sets up the breakfast and or the lunch. There's somebody that's usually like an executive assistant, something like that. You know, especially if you got like some big CEO type people and VPs and directors involved, like usually the EA will set everything up if it's a real, real, real big meeting. If it isn't like a huge meeting and the group is maybe sort of like midsize, it might just be something along the lines of like, hey, you know, we're planning on ordering here. So to paint a picture more of the story that I'm about to divulge into, I had a meeting I had to go into and it was all day road mapping session. So it was from, I believe, 830 to four or something like that. Um, typical standard office times. Right. So we get there about eight o'clock, 830. I can't remember what time it was exactly. And, you know, without getting too much into uh, roles and responsibilities and stuff like that, I'm just going to say the white guy who's running the meeting. So the white guy who's running the meeting, he sends out a team's message to the group of the people who are going to participate in person. And the message that he sends, he just says, hey, here's a menu from Jimmy John's and send your order over by 930 so it can be ordered in time for lunch. Now, side note of this, I personally think Jimmy John's is ass like. I can't stand that fucking place. Like, it, it, it's just not that good. Like, I don't know why people love it so much. But you know what? Free lunch is free lunch. So in my mind, I'm just thinking, you know, it's whatever. Two minutes later, I bullshit you not. His counterpart, who's a black dude, sends a message in the group chat with the menu saying, or if you'd like, you can order from Gus's fried chicken. <laughs> so to me, this this instantly seemed like a nigga test for the day. So I don't initially reply because, you know, I really didn't know what I wanted at first. And then secondly, in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, shit, am I going to like look like an assumed typical nigga to these non niggas? If I'm just quick as fuck to reply back, give me a three piece dark with baked beans, mac and cheese and a grape soda, nigga. Like 
<laughs> so like to to paint even more of a picture to to get you kind of an idea of all who's in this room like we we, we had it was it was three white dudes uh one indian girl two black dudes including myself an hispanic guy and then one black girl so you know w with all these different you know type of people in the room i'm like you know what i'm gonna wait and i'm gonna see what everyone else orders because today we're gonna pass this nigga test so the indian girl is the first to put her order in and she goes with a vegan option from jimmy john's i'm like okay she ordered there for vegan that makes sense they make sandwiches like that the one white dude running the meeting definitely looked like he was gonna order jimmy john's white company men seem to love jimmy john's for some reason like I remember before I ever had it and when I used to travel a lot for my old company, like there was this fat motherfucker that was in my group and he used to rave about that shit. Jimmy John's, Jimmy John's, Jimmy John's. Like he, he used to talk about it like it was so fucking bomb and because he was fat, I figured it must be bomb. But to my discovery, it was mid as fuck. Like you're fat, my nigga. Like you're supposed to know all the good eats, like all the bootleg cookies and snacks and shit. Like you're, you're failing in your role. But anyways... Once the white dude running the meeting stating he was going to order from there, I was like, okay, let me wait this thing on out because so far we got two for two for Jimmy John's and I'm not about to be that one. And I still got like 40 minutes before the order is due. So no big deal. So we proceed with the opening of the meeting. And then once we approach that time, we stop for everyone to take the opportunity to put their orders into this chat. Of course, the Hispanic guy that was there, he brought his own lunch. The other white guy orders Jimmy John's. So I'm thinking, oh shit. It's about to be time to be a nigga. Oof. But to my saving grace, the last white guy puts in the chat, I'll do a three tender plate. <laughs> I think not even a minute later, I immediately put two piece dark with mac and cheese. Like, <laughs> I think I had the fucking message already typed out, but just didn't hit send waiting for whoever was going to bite first. So in this scenario, I guess you could say I passed my nigga test. The black girl, I'm going to be honest, she ain't passed her nigga test, though. Shorty was like, let me get white meat extra hot sauce. It ain't helped that she was already late and forgot her badge. So someone had to go let her in or help her get a new badge or some shit like that. Just making us look bad. You failing your ancestors. But overall, it was good to know I wasn't going to be the only one in that bitch eating on some fried chicken with hot sauce. But ironic enough, I couldn't even open the damn hot sauce packet. You know, sometimes the condiment packets are super hard to open when they don't have that tear here, peripherated area. And if you try to tear like because it's too tough the sauce sprays all over your fucking shirt like i went ahead and said it's too tough let me just not use hot sauce i ain't want to be this fried chicken eating nigga that's bathed in hot sauce with no home training so i let it go nigga test passed okay so i gotta say i know this was a couple weeks ago now and i haven't really had a chance to speak on this but i just gotta really say what i think everybody's been feeling the nba all-star weekend that shit was ass. That shit was butt, bro. Like, I don't know if it's just due to the fact that because it was in Indianapolis and it's cold, so it ain't going to be as much shit going on in person or whatever the case is. But even outside of the festivities, I just feel like the game was so fucking terrible. Like, it's just at a point where not to sound like one of these old get off my lawn type niggas, it's just... It just wasn't no good. Like, it was bad. Like, it, I don't know. I was actually having a conversation the other day, and I was telling some friends how, you know, back in the day, like when I was younger, you know, I was a big, like, NFL guy. Like, I was really big into everything football, 
didn't really pay too much to the NBA. Like, I, of course, I watched it. I knew who was winning, who was the good players, et cetera, et cetera. But it didn't turn into more like a, a, a NBA Twitter, NBA culture type thing, really, until I got older. And, of course, when social media sort of blew up. So, like, I was, you know, big NFL kid, sort of transitioned into being more interested in the NBA because of the storylines and stuff like that. But now I think I'm at a point where I'm back to being a football guy. Like, as soon as the Super Bowl ended, it was like, damn, I want more. And I really didn't even think twice about what was really going on in the NBA. I honestly didn't even realize the All-Star game was the weekend immediately following the Super Bowl. And I think that happens now because of that extra week that's in the NFL. Then, of course, after the championship games, you get two weeks off to prepare for the Super Bowl. So that pushes it a week out instead of giving us like a two week gap between the Super Bowl and the All-Star game. And that's fine. But, to my, you know, so w- with the Super Bowl ending, you know, and, and that being the finale of football, you would think like, OK, this is perfect timing to roll into basketball season and, you know, watch the All-Star game and have a good time and enjoy it and then really see how the final, I won't even say final half, but the final third of the NBA season you know, ramps up to when we get towards the playoffs. But, man, that motherfucking All-Star Weekend was a fucking snooze fest. Like, I don't even think it's because the East scored over 200 points. I think it's just because, honestly, the way the game is played today to me, it's just fucking, it's kind of boring. Like, again, I don't want to sound like an old back-in-my-day-ass nigga, but I truly believe, like, and everybody probably thinks I'm hating or I always talk shit about this team, but I think the Warriors with that whole shooting threes and everybody trying to like emulate what they're doing. I think that fucked up everything. Like remember the, the, the mantra used to be, you know, jump shooting teams can't win championships. So when they came through and was running them up, everybody tried to emulate that and everybody's not that. But when you get these all-star games, that's like all niggas do is shoot fucking threes. The three point contest is probably the most lit thing right now because of the changes. Like they, put the three-point contest kind of in the middle and the dunk contest is usually at the end because that's supposed to be like the exclamation point and the highlight to all-star weekend but did you see how fucking awful that shit was like that shit was terrible and like no knock to mac mcclung but how the fuck we got a g-leaguer going back to back in the dunk contest when we have all these cats who play in the league that are hoopers I think more so is because no one dunks anymore and everybody only shoots threes. Like the three point contest was so lit because you had the actual stars in it trying to win the dunk contest for the past. How many ever years outside of Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine have been these no name niggas for the most part, except maybe I don't know who was that Anthony Simons that won the one year, but he's not like a super superstar. You know, he's a good player, but like sometimes I'd be like, who, like, who, who is these niggas? Like, I don't fucking know, bro. Like I, 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 I fucking can't stand it. It's horrible. And I know I don't, I'm not the only one to feel this way. Like, what made, you know, Mike, Kobe, LeBron, what makes them so fun to watch in general is that they were like high flyers, which to me, dunking and high flying is the ultimate highlight reel. Like, I think, I don't want to say anybody can bomb threes, but it's like you can be five foot nine and bomb threes. Not everybody is running, doing windmills, dunking, doing crazy shit, dunking on niggas. Like, that's what really makes, like, basketball to me basketball and that's why like i mean even think about like mike won the dunk contest you know we think about all the kobe signatures dunks um even Bron, even though he didn't get in the dunk contest like him he, Kyrie and jr throwing 
alley-oops to this nigga in the finals or in the playoffs and he dunk it like you know how hyped that shit gets you it's way more lit than a nigga just running up on a fast break and stopping that three-point line and shooting a three like that shit ain't as lit like yeah it gets more points that's what the kids want to see you know Steph is the guy that does it the greatest shooter ever and everybody's trying to emulate that but it's just not as fucking lit and because of that we have this shitty product of a dunk contest like let's even think about it outside of the contest itself who really in the league right now is like really like a high flyer that like looks entertaining? I'm not saying that just can dunk because I mean, Kawhi can dunk, KD can dunk, you know, Giannis and Wimby, they slam it because they're so tall. But like I'm talking about somebody who just can fly and make it look good. Like I said, Mike, uh, Kobe and Bron are the three that popped to me. I mean, and also those are the three faces of the league pretty much. But like they were high flyers and can really make it entertaining and, and yam that shit. And it's like the last of like the old school. Like, yeah, we do have, I mentioned Giannis and Wimby, but it's like, they're just tall as shit and they just jump and slam it down. Like it's not, they like some JaVale McGee shit. It ain't like, no, I'm running the fast break, whatever, whatever. With the exception of that play in the finals where Holiday stole the ball and threw that oop to Giannis. I say outside of the shot and the block and all that for my Cleveland Cavalier biasness, I will say, I think that that might've been one of the greatest fucking plays in the finals i've ever seen because it was a highlighted alley-oop on a nigga like there's it was if Giannis just pulled up for a three that would not have been as lit as holiday still in the ball them pushing he pointing up and he oops it to that nigga in a closing game of the fucking nba finals like it's just lit but the threes it's, it's, the game's fucked up man like did you know i'm not a big statistics guy but did you know that the East All-Stars shot 96 threes and the West shot 69 threes? Like, again, I don't usually look up stats and do that shit. But when I saw that the score was 211 to 186, I had to see. Like, shooting threes, it's just, it's just not as entertaining. And I, I think as much as we like it, I think it's, it's more observant because the viewership last year, I think, was like the least watched All-Star game or All-Star weekend, I should say, in the last 20 years. And honestly, I think after I looked at it, I think this year's viewership might have been better, but it sure didn't feel like it. Like, the shit sucked. But I will say this, though. They did Cleveland, which was cool. I heard Cleveland was fun. Indianapolis, they doing all, they were doing all these cold cities, which I think was an issue, too. And next year, I think they're going to go to um, San Francisco, which I've been hearing mixed reviews about that. But I'm sure it. I would think it'd be more fun than Indianapolis, but we'll see. But I will say this. All-Star game to come to Atlanta. We'll be dunking lemon pepper wings and all kinds of shit in that bitch, man. Today, I want to introduce one of my newest segments that I like to call A.O. Reese's War Zone Tip of the Pie. While using my one-tap example in the last pod in regards to communication, confabulation, etc., etc., I felt that was a great precursor to divulge into this topic this week. Because of the game of Call of Duty Warzone deals with a fuck ton of communication, I feel like it's good to think about small things that can be done to help while you're playing with friends. These are honestly also things that truly bother the fuck out of me, so a lot of this might sound like a bitch fest at times, but bear with me. There's always some truth to my bitching. So here's the first tip of the pod we're going to focus on. Frantically screaming, right here, right here. So one of the biggest things that bothers me is when playing the game, people don't know how to relax. Like, as animated and as loud as I can be, I'm sure you're probably like, nigga, you won the talk. But I think my loudness and my animation differentiates. 
There's a difference between knowing how to play things cool under pressure or using your voice to push your team to be more aggressive because if you don't, they might be lacking or out of position or not really have the urgency to get to a position where you want them to get or maybe even save your ass. So, like, even when I spectate certain people I play with, like, I can tell when someone is fucking panicking. I can tell based on if their movements are looking tight, if they're looking sloppy with the reloading, like, they hit the fucking button to reload, but then they don't fully put the clip in, so then they switch guns, so that gun ain't technically finished reloading, and they're trying to do the other one and throw a plate and do, like, like, you're doing too much, like... You can tell when somebody's real tight and confident in what they're doing or if somebody's getting real fucky, fucking panicky because they're just a little nervous when you got to just realize it's really just a fucking game, right? Like, think about it, focus on what you got to do, and get to it. So, my problem with the frantically screaming right here is that right here is like, right where, nigga? Like, and to be honest, I think this is something we all do naturally because right here is what we currently see because it's right here in front of us. So it's naturally easy for us to say that simple phrase. But in a first person shooter, we can't see your fucking screen. So we don't know where the fuck right here is when you're saying right here and he's right in front of you. Tell me where right here is. Ping this nigga so we can have a live ping and know where we need to pursue. I always say that like the more details you give me, the easier it is for me to immediately get to the point if I'm not nearby or if I happen to be a few meters out of position. Being a few meters out of position and saying you're right next to somebody don't matter because we got to remember TTK and things like that is calculating the time to kill within seconds. If it takes you seven seconds to get to me when I'm getting shot, if he has the meta gun or whatever the case is, even if he doesn't, if he's really good at shooting, I'm probably already fucking dead. So you're not <laughs> right here in that instance either. So tell me where to go so I can immediately get there if I'm not nearby. Is the right here on the first floor? Is it on the second floor? Is it on the roof? Is it on the castle? One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. I'm not sure how in a team oriented game we can say they're over here and expect your team to know exactly where they're supposed to look where you're not marking shit in the game for the team to look. At the end of the day, it's not always the easiest to translate everything in your brain out of your mouth while you're engaging in battle at the same time. It's a lot of multitasking involved. And of course, everyone makes minor mistakes. That's understandable. But when you're consistently making the same dumbass errors, you ain't listening to coaching from other people or your peers that's trying to make you be better so we can be better as a team. And you just keep doing the same shit over and over and don't take accountability and keep doing the same shit all the fucking time. Clearly, it's not a mistake anymore. You just don't got the juice. Do better and learn better. Thanks for listening to the FMFU podcast. Follow me on Facebook at FMFU Experience. I'm also on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at FMFU underscore experience. Also, check me out on Twitch for some Warzone action at ReesePup007. Remember, people, life is a series of choices. Just make sure you make the right one. Peace. It's the FMFU Podcast, bitch.